0: This is Your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello and welcome to Your Ultimate Life. Today is episode 594 and like we do here and there, we bring you awesome guests. And today I have an awesome guest with me, uh, a beautiful, capable coach woman who I have known for I don't know, several years. And I just am thrilled to have her, Anna Swee. Anna, welcome to the show.
2: Yay. Thank you for having me on this new year.
1: You are welcome. And I'm delighted to have you. So, as you know, this podcast is about creating your ultimate life or living the ultimate life. And I don't use that word lightly, but I define it a certain way, which is living a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. What do you think about that definition? How would you define the ultimate life?
2: Oh, yeah. So when you say that, Kellen, it's just like your energy radiates all through that because your energy is really about the ultimate of experiences, right? Just knowing you and the ultimate of being a musician, the ultimate of being a writer. So you're not just writing, you're publishing many books, right? And so like ultimate, I think is like the one of the most interesting and highest expressions of your inner genius of your inner curiosity.
1: Well, that's fan fantastic. And thank you. I want to know how you would define your ultimate life.
2: Yeah, exactly that. The okay, the greatest expression of your curiosity because I think we are all here on this earth with innate curiosities, maybe sometimes even inner obsessions. And our life is meant to explore that and to like really commit ourselves to that relationship with our curiosity. That's the point. That's ultimate to me.
1: I love that commitment to your curiosity. So uh you hear a lot of people, especially if you do anything in the online space, talking about, you know, live your dream and your passion and you know, tell your story and make a living and make an impact and all that sort of thing. And I wonder if, do you think it's possible to do that, to live that kind of life, or is that just hype?
2: I think we have been conditioned that it needs to look a certain way. Like when people say, you know, hashtag live your best life. And then immediately I just see this like montage of people doing yoga, people drinking, you know, coffee, people, this is just my (laughs) social media feed, right? And so I'm like, oh, that must be the best life, the ultimate life. And we kind of forget what it means for us. And so, you know, in especially the online space, there is a big focus on uh, generating a certain amount of money and having a certain level of success. And what I need to remind myself is, those things don't motivate me. And those things don't motivate a lot of creative, intuitive people. I know, right? It's nice to have, but it's really important to find specifically what motivates us in order to live our best life. Because my best life uh, defined by my coach is having, let's say, a seven figure business. That gives me ultimate time freedom. But for me, it's actually this ability to really explore things that I'm interested in and to build a life and business in alignment with my values. Like that life is priceless to me. And I already have it, right? Without needing to make millions of dollars.
1: So that, I love your definition and talking about it. And the most important thing you just said right there is, I already have it. And that's the crux of the question because so much of uh the, the noise around that is, well, it's out there somewhere. And that's why I ask if you think it's just hyped it's out there somewhere. Maybe somebody can have it somewhere. Somebody, I don't know, but not me or not today or whatever. And then you said all that stuff about exploring what sites and everything else. And then you said, oh, I already have it. And that was like so priceless. So priceless. So tell me a little bit about having it. What does that feel like? And what do you do? And how does that you know? taste and chew those words a little bit. Have it. What does that look like?
2: Ooh, I love that you said chew those words because I immediately could feel that. Having your best life. What I think is really true is we can't get the life that we want until we love the life that we already have. Because, And you know about flow. You're like the master of flow. When we love the life that we already have, even if it's imperfect, we're in instantly a state of flow. And then we begin to build, and I'm all about building relationships with like different parts of ourselves, right? We begin to build this relationship with abundance that just wakes us up to all of the areas that we've been abundant, that we are currently abundant, that we forget about. And then we just get more of that. And so like, there's something really, you mentioned like chewing on that. Oh, this is really good. Especially the things that bring you, that make you feel like it's not your best life right? Oh, my relationship, we we just had a fight, right? Or my kid or my health, especially those things that make you think that you don't have your best life, lean into that, love that. And those things begin to become big blessings for you. And then you can see how it was actually meant for you all along. And, oh, wow, I'm living my best life. Maybe just not the life that my ego wanted for myself. So I don't know if that's like chewy enough for you, but, like what's not for
1: me. this is this is a chance for you to tell and help. And I love something you said, and I want to dive into this a little bit more. You said, living, you said, as soon as you learn to love the life you have, you can be in a state of flow, which is a state of effortless manifestation. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit more about going from this pre-programmed, pre-packaged plastic fantastic that we see to a choice to love the life that you have. Talk about that a little bit more.
2: Yeah, the universe is always pouring into us our dream and we can't recognize it, right? It's like this. I don't know if you've ever seen Evan Almighty. Have you ever watched that with Steve Carell?
1: (laughs) I did not see that movie.
2: Yeah, that doesn't shock me because it's a really goofy movie, right? But there is one point that's so interesting. And, you know, Steve Carell becomes like um, uh, uh, Noah who builds the ark and his wife is like, my husband has gone crazy, right? And then God, who's Morgan Freeman, reminds her, hey, you know, um, there was a point when you prayed to God asking for your family to be closer together, And so God doesn't just fill you with like these fuzzy feelings of like, oh, my family is like loving each other. No, God gives you opportunities for you to be closer together. And it's like her her kids, you know, helping their dad build the ark and their animals running around, right? And that was such a brilliant moment for me because when I look at the difficulties in my life and I think about the person that they've made me into in terms of uh, this leader, in terms of uh, someone who really understands like... Uh, my ego and really appreciates life. I wouldn't be this way without those challenges. And so when we realize that everything that we have is already our ideal thing, we open up to all of the blessings right behind all of the obstacles. And then it's like, okay. Yeah. Now I see that there was actually nothing really wrong with my life. It was just, I couldn't open up to the blessings behind the shadow.
1: I love what you said, again, about open. be open to the blessing. The difficulties you have are what you need. You have them, and there's blessings inside that. I know from my own life and from those that I've worked with, you don't get to a place where you love the life you have, where you see those blessings and understand that they have tempered, refined, uh you in the process of their existence without stumbling over a bunch of struggles and difficulties. So the, the wisdom and the, in, the um, maturity that you share with us in understanding those things has come after your own pile of struggles. What kinds of things have been, things that you struggled with that you, you know, that came into your life that you had to work through work on or whatever the right word is. Tell, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. I would say one of the things, um, well definitely was my relationship with my family, with my parents. Um, there is a good amount of PTSD and what in the West we would call, you know, some type of mental illness, right. Uh, when it comes to uh, being raised by parents who, um, suffer from anxiety, depression, PTSD, and also um, just personality disorder. And so as someone coming into the world, like very sensitive, that was a lot to deal with, but it's, it's the thing that made me and woke me up to how powerful I am. And it's the thing that now I can love my parents unconditionally whereas before i always wanted them to be different right so it would be like so much easier to love them but that lesson is the same with my husband it's the same with my clients it's the same they have taught me so much and now i can see them for like the bigness of their soul versus like the limitations of their i guess human personality or potential that i was placing on them before and man, they are masters. Like I was judging them before, like, man, you guys suck. But now I'm like, whoa, they are actual masters teaching me these lessons. It's like a complete 180 or 360 or, you know, one of those.
1: Both all of 540, just <laughs> add, add them up. So so that's fabulous. I love...
2: That math was impressive.
1: <laughs> but, oh, yeah. 540, well, that's what it is. Anyway, so think about that. That is a, a, um, an important insight gone from wanting them to be different and believing that they needed to be different for your relationship to be okay to you all by yourself without imposing any change requirement on them, loving them unconditionally, which is a massive statement by itself. But the, the thing I want to ask about right now is that's something you did. You didn't require them to do anything in order for that to happen. Talk a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah. Um, there, I remember there would be moments when my dad would just yell at me with so much. I mean, it was just like he was possessed. And there was a moment when I realized, oh, it's the, you know, it's like the mental illness speaking or whatever. Right. And I think it was sometimes we all have this tendency to kind of get possessed by something, whether it be anger or um, maybe even just like uh, self-deprecation or something like that. Right. And so, I'm like, this person is never going to (laughs) change. Like, why would I ask for him to speak to me differently, right? And of course, like a lot of, you know, the people that I know who are in the personal help space are like, well, he should do this. Like he should be a more responsible person. But actually it helped me realize the bigness of, what I am and how powerful I have, like how much power I have to control how I perceive the situation. And by me perceiving the situation differently, I was able to respond in a really different way. So not yelling back at him or trying to make him wrong or different or whatever, it doesn't matter. But it was for me to be asking myself, okay, what actually feels true? And what feels uh, better for me mentally and emotionally? And what felt better was just to be like, okay, well, you are who you are and I'm just going to accept you for who you are and not want to change you. And that was the first step. And that led me down eventually to this path where I could just shower him with love. And I do it more when he's not there. So every morning, um, you know, almost every morning, I just say this prayer. I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful that my parents are healthy and thriving and i'm sending them so much of my love and can i say that these conversations that i've had like to him but not actually like with him consciously right just like to his soul i have seen such a transformation in my parents that i would never believe is possible and i would like to say that i had something to do with that you know
1: so let's say that you did and let's mm-hmm. let's let me agree 100% that our ability to affect things with our energetic input into the field—the quantum field—call whatever you want. Our intentionality, the prayers that we say, the intentions we put out, have a have a have a powerful and profound impact. So I'm grateful that you said that, and I want to emphasize it. I want to say yes, hallelujah, yay, and jump up and down and say true, because so often we think. Well, they're the way they are. And what can I do? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, you can do a lot.
2: A lot. Way more than you think. Yeah, Why not do just you for suppose that is?
1: Oh, go ahead. Not just yeah, for the person. Go
2: not on. just for a person or whatever, right? Like a group of people. For the world. there are There's so much power in intention. And everything is energy. And we're all connected. And so... There are so many times when I've thought about somebody and they can, they contact me, right? Or like, oh, I would love to work with someone on this thing. And then you get a client that asks you for your exact, this exact thing. This just happened to me yesterday, but I was a client, right? And I was asking this, um, this acting coach, I was like, hey, I want to do some acting stuff, but not with acting, just like with playing with reality. And she's like, I have been wanting and asking for someone to ask me this exact same question. And we're all connected, you know, we're all connected. And love has the highest, one of the highest vibrations. And when you love anyone, anything and show compassion, it's always, it always wakes people up and it's sadly unexpected. And it just allows more love to come through, which is all abundance, right? And then you begin to get, for me, I'll speak for myself. I begin to get this like softer way of being in the world where I don't need to be as reactive to the economy or to COVID or to whatever's going on, because I'm so grounded in love that I know my reality, that everything's going to be okay, that no matter who comes in my path, I'm going to be okay. So why would I worry about anything? And that just comes from me choosing to love my parents unconditionally. But before that, it was just not reacting to them and choosing to accept them unconditionally, right? Sometimes love takes a few steps to get to, but it's the thing that makes the biggest difference.
1: I love what you've said, love, 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 love. We're using that word a lot. Love, love, it is the most powerful force in the universe. It makes such a difference, your intention and however many steps it takes you to get from wherever you are. So all of you that have that get the chance to hear this beautiful advice with Anna, we're, we're running out of time. Anna, final thought, what is your final thing full of your loving, centered, kind, aware person? What would you give our listeners here now?
2: Oh, thank you so much for this platform and this question. And I just want to ask for those who feel compelled, send love to the people now who you absolutely hate, who you think are ruining the world or ruining politics or ruining your life. If you can find it in your soul to do the work that it would take you to love them and send love to them, right? And for me, this is people who their businesses are very quote successful and they make a lot of money, but I think they're personally unethical, right? Which is my personal judgment. When I got myself to the point and I'm still working on it, that I can send them love and hope that they do good in the world that healed so much within myself, right? There were just personal judgments against myself and all that stuff. I invite for those of you who feel called to walk that walk to see if you can get to the point where you can truly, truly love someone that maybe is rubbing you the wrong way or that you actually despise. That would be awesome and would make our world a better place.
1: (laughs) So I want to I want to amp that up one notch and say, I don't care if you feel called or not. (laughs) Dig around in your heart and see if you can't figure out the truth of what Anna's just shared with you. Because that feeling, you know you have it, you know you felt it, you know what she said is true, and saying, well, I could never do that, doesn't cut it. So Anna, I want to thank you for being with us today and sharing your thoughts about creating the ultimate life. Thank you.
2: Yeah, that is the ultimate ask. (laughs) Kelly, I love that. Okay. I want to do that too with more fervor and vigor.
1: All right. Well, anyway, thank you. I want all of you to listen to this a couple of times. A lot of good stuff shared here. And I can promise you that if you send love, let's just take that thing. If you make a choice to send love, whether you feel like it or not, I don't care if you feel like it, work on it. Because that's one of the things that when you do it, it grows. You start to feel like it. You can love until you feel like loving. And I can also promise you that when you do that, you'll get a chance to move quickly down the road and create your ultimate life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Plukieter.